0: Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hello everyone out there. I thought I'd finally get started with my Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. The podcast that shares what you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers and life. So it's been uh, interesting staying indoors uh, for this uh, COVID crisis and uh, I thought I'd just get started with uh, doing this podcast because I've been putting it off for uh, I don't even know how long and I thought I'd uh, just kind of get down to it and, and do it. Um, production value uh, might be <laughs> very, very low but uh, I thought uh, a lot of the content that I can share would resonate with a lot of folks. so. Uh, I wanted to do a bit of an introductory podcast uh, just to share uh, more about myself for those that don't know. So, Luki Danu Karyanto. Luki is fine. Uh, I'm Indonesian, which is where the last name comes from for those that are curious. Uh, the fun fact about me that I usually share is that uh, I'm ancestrally Chinese. So I'm actually part of the, the Chan lineage. And uh, the fun fact is, is uh, my dad was a Tan uh, when he was born and uh due to some uh, civil unrest and some challenges with the country he decided to change his last name to Danu Karyanto and uh if you're ever in Indonesia and need a resourceful worker then you can ask for an in, uh Danu Karyanto and they'll they'll get you one right away that's uh, a bit about me and then i basically uh ended up moving to Toronto when i was very young i ended up doing a degree in computer science uh, of all things just because well one my dad worked at IBM so it seemed to make sense uh, the dot-com bubble was growing at the time, so uh, we didn't know it was a bubble at the time, or at least I didn't. And uh, three, uh, teenage boy wanting to get into computer games? Seems like it made sense. Uh, unfortunately, when I graduated, uh, the dot-com bubble just burst, so uh, it was kind of like this time where just before uh, 9-11 ha- had happened, um, the dotcom will burst and then shortly thereafter SARS uh, took place. Uh, so it's, uh, it's eerily reminiscent of what's happening right now, but unfortunately all three of them are happening at the same time right now. Uh, I graduated during that time and it was pretty tough for folks in tech to get a job. Uh, I, I luckily had some some co-op experience so I was getting some offers but not necessarily the ones that I wanted uh, but as luck would have it I had a friend whose brother he was looking for a coder a developer so he helped me get an uh, interview and I, and I got the job and uh, uh, turns out after a couple of months of, of doing that I realized you know what I don't particularly like coding uh, so well what do you do in that circumstance when you spent four years uh, training for a degree, and then realized well, this really isn't for you. Um, but as luck would have it, the, the company that I ended up working for was, was Deloitte. Uh, I was on the technology consulting side. So I basically uh, moved uh, around into the firm, more into the business side. So I did uh, coding, I became a technical lead, did functional uh, business analysis type work, uh, did testing, change management, training, project management, advisory, and uh, spent over 12 years there. And by the end of it, uh, I was a uh, global subject matter expert in sourcing and procurement technologies, uh, which happens when you when you stay at a place for over twelve years. And uh, why a lot of folks want to speak to me is I actually used to also run their undergrad campus recruiting program. So from two thousand and six to two thousand and fifteen, when I left, uh, something around there. Then I literally had a list that said yes or no for anyone that got hired across uh, all the universities across Canada. So uh, all the things that I share about uh, resumes, interviews and networking come from my experience. Um, I was heavy into the talent management side. So uh, in our the experience recruiting, I, I actually uh, was part of that leadership team. Uh, our group hired a couple of hundred <laughs> every, every year got into kind of the practice management the people management of my team and that's where i kind of understood kind of the, the coaching and the mentoring side that uh, i actually had a, an interest in and uh well it seemed like a pretty good path i was a senior manager next step would have been partner uh, and for those that don't know partner that's kind of a, a c-level executive uh, at the top of the heap and uh, folks sometimes ask well <laughs> why did you end up leaving and my short answer is family Uh, as a management consultant as a consultant uh, i traveled quite a bit on in my 12 years there i was probably on a plane uh roughly nine of those years so monday morning would wake up for a six seven a.m flight uh eight a.m if i was lucky and then thursday would would come back uh, spend the weekend with with the family and loved ones and then uh, head back out so i ended up having some kids and uh, watching uh, my son grow up over FaceTime wasn't exactly the the ideal of parenthood uh, of, of being a dad that I wanted. Uh, so um, the, the firm was really good in trying to keep me local and then trying to uh, find me roles that, that would uh, kind of suit my, my needs, but uh, unfortunately there was um, one where, where I knew the expectation would be that eventually I would, I would have to travel, right? Uh, and at the end of the day, I was always a little bit entrepreneurial. I wanted to uh, open up my own restaurant. <laughs> I wanted to open up a tutoring school. Um, so I, I finally uh, got the courage to uh, start something and uh i ended up becoming a uh, a career coach so i started a little venture where i was hopefully going to uh unlock people's career potential and uh now uh what i do is is work with a lot of post secondary institutes with with companies as well usually in in kind of the entry level um and uh help people in in transition so whether they be graduating and going into a, a job or they're kind of in in uh, ready for the next step in, in their career that sort of thing uh, i'll help Unlock Their Career Potential, which uh, was uh, the subtitle of of my book, Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, How to Unlock Your Career Potential, which is really what this podcast is about. It's sharing some of the insights that were in the book and then extending on that and adding to it because uh, the book was published in 2017. And and since then, I've learned way more. Uh, So trying to share that insights with with the world is what I want to do. So that's kind of me uh, in a little bit more of, of a nutshell. But some of my my goals and aims are to, uh, one, I usually tell people that I want to weave mentorship into the fabric of society. And I'm doing that by starting uh, that by making Toronto the mentorship capital of the world. Uh, And how I intend to do that actually has changed a little bit because originally I was going to find all the mentoring programs and make them more efficient as management consultants do, help them to get best practices and all that. But what I realized is that. Mentoring programs have, have a, a fundamental flaw right now where they have a, a mentor as a bottleneck. So as a mentor, you might be able to help one to maybe five people if you really uh, take on a, a lot of people. But really, there's a there's a bottleneck there uh, and there's really not enough mentors out there. And uh, because you're set for a period of time, four weeks, four months, uh, a year, then people often can't make that commitment. Uh, so what I've uh, encountered or what I've uh, how I approached it instead is to make Toronto the menteeship capital of the world. And what that is 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 equipping people with skills, soft skills on on how to network uh, on empathy, positivity, and uh, really understanding how do you take someone that that you may not know and uh, ask them for guidance and advice and have them be your mentor and uh, mentoring can, can happen for just one session, or it can be longer term. Uh, so to make Toronto the menteeship capital of the world, uh, then it went to my, my second goal, which is to elevate education. So all those skills that you learn uh, as a mentee, well, why not put that into the, the education system? Because uh, what if at, at the, the beginning of school, you learn things like time management? Uh, what is your, your purpose? Uh, effective communication, empathy, sales. Uh, those types of things. Uh, what sort of great foundation would you have so that uh, next when you do learn things like uh, accounting or things like coding or whatever, then it makes it uh, a much more worthwhile endeavor. Uh, even basic skills like learning to learn, uh, memory techniques. Uh, what I've found over the past couple of years is that uh, there's actually no such thing as a, a bad memory. It's the difference between a trained memory and an untrained memory. So imagine we were learning... Uh, those types of skills uh, in in post-secondary, or even in high school, or even in elementary school, if we could uh, do that. So that's kind of my my second big goal, to uh, elevate education. And and the third big one was to positively impact a billion people. And uh, through the educational efforts, through the mentorship, uh, my my goal is to um, impact as many people as I can. So I did the calculations, and if I were to spend one second With every uh, one of those billion people it would actually take me 32 years to do so so uh, that doesn't seem like it's it's uh, physically possible so uh, what I've opted for instead is uh, there's a theory that uh, within your lifetime you impact about 90,000 people so my goal is to positively impact at least those 90,000 people and then to have each of those impact 90,000 people and then I'll I'll get to my uh, billion pretty quickly but if I can make some systemic changes like through the elevating of education and to uh, build more mentors, then I think I can get pretty close to that billion uh, during my lifetime. Uh, so what you can look forward to in this podcast is me sharing my swipe, the, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Uh, and it could be in all facets of life. It'll be things like job. So helping people with resumes, interviews, networking, and even kind of job search strategy. So those basic things. Um, And then also in the realm of careers, so things like, what is your purpose? Why am I here? How do I uh, find something that I love uh, and and keep on doing it? So thinking about that. And then the third part is uh, on life. So a lot of things that that I've uncovered is um, things uh, like like psychology and and self-care, right? So making sure that are are you taking care of your health? Health as in, are you sleeping right, eating and and, um, exercising? because if you're not doing those types of things, then everything else gets so much harder. Uh, So helping you in in regards to that. And then there's health in terms of uh, relationship health, uh, uh, mental health, there's things like uh, financial health as well. So those little things that if you start uh, moving the the needle on on them, then uh, everything kind of compounds and escalates so that uh, you have the ideal life that you want. So uh, I'll share that probably in me kind of uh, talking about different resources and things that, that I've learned uh, hopefully having some some guests and having conversations and maybe doing some excerpts from talks and uh, workshops that I've done either uh, live online or otherwise so uh, that's what you can look forward to in the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier podcast and hopefully you'll join me for the first episode upcoming thanks everyone <laughs>